Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast, the place where crystal ball predictions come true. That's right, just like Ben Simmons' new three-point shooting percentage when it comes to our forecast for the season, Greg and I are going at 100%. So if you want to hear this news, week's news before it happens, stick around. My name's Chris Robinson from the West and Perth now, and joining me every week is the four-time NBL champ and charity dinner organiser extraordinaire... <laughs> Mr. Greg Hire, how you doing, Greg? Oh, I'm good. I mean, if we're talking about Ben Simmons' three-pointer, lucky enough we can talk about his shooting percentage for this season, but not for his career. So, I yeah. mean, before today, he was, what, zero from 16. So, good on him. Um, hopefully, that's a, a sign of things to come. But, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing that they literally like, celebrated a championship as he hit a corner three. But yes. uh, I'm glad he at least shot one. Yes, yeah. and as many <laughs> people day. pointed out, it was against a, a team that's barely an NBA <laughs> team right now in the New York Knicks, so we're not quite sure if it completely yeah, classifies exactly right. as an NBA make. Mate, tell us off the top, the, yeah. uh, the stitching time uh, rise up gala dinner that you guys are into your fourth year yeah. now. How's the organising been for the week and how are you feeling a couple of days out from the big event? Yeah, I mean, it's always... Uh, uh, I guess a mixture of nerves, emotions that you get, uh, anxious, uh, excited, um, an amazing amount of work goes, gets put into it. Mm. Um, obviously, we've we've shifted venues to Crown, which just brings, a, I guess, a, a level of expectation. Not saying there was a low expectation from previous years, but you just sort of get a bigger room, bigger dynamic and, and environment in doing so as well. It's now it's in its fourth year, and so um, it's become a thing where I was just talking to... Um, uh, Nathan Morris at the time, and you know, just who who who's on, who's been, this is his fourth year, and he obviously has you know he he actually shares a lot into in terms of the planning and what he does, and it's sort right. of funny. I, we were just having a bit of a laugh that it becomes a point now where you know, I obviously make contact with a lot of personalities, athletes, whatever it may be, icons to get him involved, and now it's at that point where I get six to eight uh, emails from people saying, "Hey, can I be involved? Can I be a waiter?" and it, which is obviously a a, a, a good problem to have but yeah no it's been um, my wife would be pleasantly uh, would be very happy once this is done because generally two weeks leading up to it yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not going to bed to one and then waking up at 5.30 to get my lift in and work out and then uh, go on to work so uh, it's it'll be a good night and it's now that point now where um, just much like my uh, career I sort of things that I can't control I just sort of put to the side and just try and uh, enjoy and, and wait for the best. Yeah. So so for the people who don't know, your yeah. personal role on the night, do you jump into any of the weight sort of stuff? Have you nah. sort of washed your hands of that a little bit? Yeah, it's you... funny. I remember the very first year in which it was such an inter- interesting dynamic. I guess we go back to, to people that don't know. The, the dinner is we, the waiters are athletes or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we got Ernie Dingo. We've had Adam Gilchrist in the past. And then this year we've got, you know, Luke Shuey. Um, we've had Nick Nanui, Damian Martin. So, yeah, they're Waiters on the night, and um, Dam- Damo usually forgets like a portion oh, of the meal that he's supposed amazing. to bring out, presumably. Well, last year he, I think he forgot about the day. He literally calls him up like the day before, and he's like, "Hey, mate, I'm actually down south this week." I was like, "Thanks, thanks, mate. Really appreciate your support from my best mate." But um, no, um, yeah. So like in terms of, uh, I remember the first year I was like, "Look, I'm you know you're trying to do everything," and it's funny like. Um, 
I remember the very first year I was like, oh, I'll do a couple of dishes because I felt like, you know, if you're asking all these people to come on board and they actually do it, and like, well, they don't get paid. Like, it's out of goodwill. I yeah, mean, if yeah, you had yeah. to pay that amount of talent, like, you, there's no way the night goes <laughs> yeah, ahead. You're and running so, at a loss for the night. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, so I was like, look, I don't want to just seem like, oh, hey, guys, thanks for doing the job. And I'm just in, sitting there having a few wines. And so I remember, like, doing it and doing some stuff and holding a few plates. And, and I do the odd, like, when, when I can. But it got to the point where, I remember uh, they had to wait, and so I put like a dish, a hot dish, on a tray of gla- like clean glasses, and like they had it like a massive towel or what not towel, but something covering it. And this chef spat it. He like literally goes, "What are you doing?" I was like, "What?" And he's like, "That is literally the worst thing you could do." And I'm like. <laughs> A hot plate on glasses. What, what? What are you talking about? And so then I was like, I'm out of the kitchen. And so I, I bet like now, uh, I will literally like try and um, I'll do the dessert because generally at the end of the night as well, um, the the waiters start ticking off and they start enjoying themselves. Yeah, and so yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll help out that okay. last one. But the other part is too, mate. Is and this is I guess mental health is like it connects with so many people on so many different levels. And once you know from the start of you, you obviously give an appreciation for the people that support you and we've you know people have been to every single dinner and then you start hearing stories and as I open up and do that um, throughout the night people come across and they want to share their own story or their own journey and you obviously give them the respect and you want to hear that and you want to be able to work with them in the future and then at the end of the night obviously after the speeches you really have no time mm. to be able to do all that sort of stuff because you're in a way yeah trying to engage people and you, and you want to yeah, connect with people. That's that's the beauty of the night. I've always said that. It's funny enough, and it can be, you know, the financial gain of a, an event like this is obviously very is very important for the organisation for us to be sustainable and to uh, outlay programs. Right, that's obviously the number one goal. But I really never put so much emphasis around it because um, the message around mental health and the importance about it, you don't want to dilute that. It's not about, like, if, if for sake of I annoy people to sell raffle tickets in order to make an extra one or $2,000 for the organisation, it's not worth it where I could actually be annoying people about, you know, checking in on a maid and actually yep. taking care of your own well-being. And, and that's been the beauty of it. Like, you know, once the, uh, the dinner's done, like, and I don't even, like, really, look and go oh like awesome we made this money it's like literally for five days five months later just getting inbox messages of someone connecting that came on the night and that's that's powerful and that's that's i guess Mm. um when i created the event so many years ago the sole focus was to try and bring more money in to the organization because we yeah we just didn't have any and now four years down the track it's funny how the priority is sort of priority has sort of shifted and it's more about actually making those relationships and connections to actually impact a life change life or even save one yeah terrific well i'm sure it'll be a fantastic yep. night once we'll again make sure you stay out of the kitchen it sounds like you had gordon ramsay <laughs> oh, in the kitchen mate, for that tell me about it. i literally had to like the next year as i was sat down at the community <laughs> i said to like the event or like the person I was running it I was like hey I'm all I'm thank you for your support and I'm not sure if they wanted to be over the top to fit the mold of being an angry chef but we need to (laughs) relax a little bit because 
I don't want the waiters to feel like they're being disrespected yeah, and yeah, not appreciated. Yeah. So yeah. let's like they are they are not professionals in <laughs> exactly this field. Right. Exactly yes. right. Um well, let's get into the hoops, yeah. mate. As I mentioned off the top, crystal ball predictions one hundred percent from last week, and that includes yours of Perth going two and yeah. zero, um, which was something I was skeptical about. I thought yeah. Adelaide might do them on Friday night, and for a long time it looked like it might happen. They kind of threatened yep. Um, yep. the Sixers a few times, but every time. Perth came up with the answer and then they took care of business obviously against the, a week in New Zealand yep. at home on Sunday. One of the biggest positives for Perth was the spread of contributors they had across that weekend. So you think back to the Friday night, Nick Kay was probably player of the game. Yep. Um, Damo answering the, the doubters yeah. from the previous <laughs> week's podcast about how he might have just yeah. slipped a little bit with yeah. a massive last three or four minutes uh, yes. in Adelaide. Uh, Dario Hunt had a really good start yep. to that game as well. Um, and then you turn to Sunday. Obviously, Tariko White was injured, so Bryce Cotton stepped up. And then your mate Jesse Wagstaff had a really yeah. big cameo in the last quarter with White out as well. What does that sort of spread say about what you think Perth can do this season? Well, one, and in a way, it sounds like it's a boring cliche, but it's just those guys that get the job done. Yeah. Just, that's exactly what they did. And I think, yeah, you looked at it like Damo, and I remember it even. Um, yeah, again, like is he, you know, I think he's getting monitored really well and was he, you know, is he looking as, as explosive as he does? No, no, he doesn't. But at the end of the day, like that last little stretch and against Adelaide, like comes up with a steal, like mm-hmm. that pressure, like after Adelaide sort of had a bit of a run, like they hit a shot off that, momentum's going that way and and then gets a huge rebound, you know. Yes, and, the O-board. And then gets, yeah, and gets those looks and that's, you know, when you talk about the game and the outlook, like um, it's forgotten about, right? Like he has that game, but at the most critical part in the game, he, mm. he stands up. And so, um, like I thought he did, I mean, he had an amazing job. And then obviously against New Zealand, again, set the tone defensively. I thought he did really, really well. And um, I think, yeah, Nick is... Nick's really interesting right one right now because he he's he's playing like he has these really big games, but then it's like uh, I I'm looking forward to seeing him in the second half. I think he it's, I think the World Cup campaign is um, it's just taxing. Like and I he, think those he's had headers, a really yeah. big calendar year and um, from starring in the NBL, going all the way through the grand Zealand, final, like, going yeah, to New, New Zealand, Zealand, like not yeah, a great stay, he season there game for like yeah, three yeah, months. Yeah. but yeah, and then going World Cup to that, like with the qualifiers and everything. Yeah, and I think even games. that sense where I think if you had asked him, hey, do you reckon realistically you're going to make the World Cup? I don't think that was within his. I mean, obviously his belief, but I don't think he was ex- had those expectations. We probably wouldn't have played in New Zealand if he had thought that, nah, right? Yeah. No doubt, like he would have just. And so then goes that and I think um, yeah they've had a brutal road stretch mm. too and so he's just been and the workhorse he is it's not like he and I know him he doesn't have days off so like for me that's exciting to see you know that the schedule easing off a little bit and he has a little bit of time to rejuvenate himself because like the, the losses that they've had is like he hasn't had the best of games and then it's you look at him like and you can see it's just like he looks physically tired exhausted and that's, that's unlike him but so you got to look at that massive um I think the the, the Torico situation is something that we're obviously going to have to observe. Um, like oh, for a moment there, like getting in the car and on the way home from New Zealand and seeing that, I like was like, I called Damo straight away the next day and was just like, "Is that all right?" Like he yeah. just looked bad. And it he looked was on the bad, band, and then there was one and, really bad shot of him with yeah, the towel exactly, over his face. Yeah, and and for just, a guy who doesn't show nah, much emotion, sure, as we know, we sort sure. of thought, "Holy moly, what's happened here?" For sure. And I think it's one of the, you know, like in the moment, like. 
like I saw him go off and I thought it was just like knees um, yeah, banging each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was until yeah, I saw his emotion on the bench. I was like, oh, that meant something more, mm. like what happened there and now. So, look, it's good. It obviously, you know, he had some issues last year and, um, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, fingers crossed it's not like a significant thing, but... Um, yeah, yeah it, it sounds there was a really positive uh, update on it a day or two ago, yeah. the bone bruising rather sure. than the structural damage. Um, I think Trevor Gleeson put him at a 50-50 shot yeah. this morning yeah. to go and take Did he on... Travel? Cairns, I think they're travelling tomorrow. Oh, yeah. oh wait, do they no, travel they today? No, they no, would have travelled today. today. Well, hold on, they no, they'll they play Saturday work. night. Oh, so they'll no, they'll leave tomorrow then. Okay, yeah, sweet. Yeah, they'll let's, one more time. let's presume that they'll play it safe. Yeah. It's one game for the weekend, not yeah, to take yeah. Cairns lightly, yeah, but yeah. Tariko's a gun. So let's yeah. presume that he sits out. Yeah. You know this team better than anyone. Who steps yeah, into that Clint starting lineup? Line yeah, up? Clint would be the obvious choice, okay. and then and then you keep Jesse with that scoring. Yeah, I mean, it's so good to see him just like going back to the guy he is I think yeah. people he had the, the most significant injury last year in terms of uh, and this is going to sound funny but the injury that he had sustained with his finger and the surgery that he had in the off season to repair that if you put that on another body part uh, it's the ACL that's how significant the injury was for right. the finger okay. and so what's his best attribute is shooting and so like he actually yeah had like a yeah yeah strapped up and all this mm. sort of stuff so it was an issue and like for a guy that is an absolute workhorse like and he still would like he had to be have limits of like hey how much you can shoot and like so he couldn't go in every single day and get shots up like he generally does and so for a guy that you know is acclimatized to doing that body of work like and if he starts missing a few shots and you know, when you start missing a few shots, you want to work out more, and that's not an option because of the injury he mm. had. So, it's not like absolutely no surprise to see him doing what he does. And like the the thing I love about him is he's like in a way it's so boring, but he's so smart. Like as soon as that Tom Vodanovic or whatever v- got on Vodanovic, yeah, Vodanovic gets on. I literally and I like I and, he, and I was like. Jesse's just going to drive right by him here because yeah. like he was like here's a rookie was like a young guy that maybe doesn't really know the scout you know and Jesse just knows like the intricate like the literal things of offenses you know yes. like the way I can get two points yeah. if I need B he's and, always had the crafty footwork yeah. down low as well oh, mate exactly and he's um, yeah like he's prepped to get a shot and that's the thing he knows like when in the fourth quarter of Bryce Bryce is unselfish he just gets himself loaded and it was good like he hit those two and then I thought oh here's a couple of chances and he just kept shooting it mm. but it's good to see him you know, there was obviously a lot of question marks and it always happens and once they lose games and it's funny, like, even I was thinking this on the way home and obviously seeing, like, Damo's doing, doing well, Jesse doing well and, um, you know, like like older guys doing well across the league, like Brad Norley and all this sort of stuff and we're so quick to talk about age as soon as, like, that regression and mm-hmm. then I look at across the league and I'm like, Bogut, Brad Norley, like, Kevin, like, like kick it, David Anderson... Like, even even Gibbo's played some yeah, good ball. Yeah, like, exactly. Like guys, season, that, yeah, yeah, like playing. Um, we're so quick to bring in, like you know, like even Gibbo. Like uh, it's funny. I go, do I look at uh, Adam Gibson and like Carl Adnam and like who would I 
like want. I would want Adam Gibson, like yep, not I just agree. because like that, like just because of the structure he knows. I know he can hit a big shot and all this sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. we're so like, okay, yeah, he's older. Like let's let's get him done. And I, it's funny. Like I, I look at it and go, like we're so quick. Like as soon as dis- mm-hmm. like we lose, like dismissive and go, oh age now nah, they're done. Like basketball is a different sport than footy, where you know physical like your physicality sort of changes, and then you're like, okay, you know I can't play at the level that I'm yeah, going. Yeah, in, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, but also basketball, you can in footy you can't it's not about carrying someone but you can't give someone like a reduced role off the correct. bench kind of thing if you're yeah. in that 22 you need to be able to play correct you know yeah, 80% yeah. of the Someone's game run, yeah. whereas yeah, in yeah, basketball yeah. You, can, you can put a guy on yeah, the bench a, who might only play skill. in yeah, spurts yeah, it's a fine skill like what the way David like, I loved it like Illawarra against would have been against Cairns I think like they just went we know David Anderson mm. is like a a pure elite scorer, yeah, right. But we can't, we don't get much off him, and like another, and once you know, third, fourth quarter, he might struggle. But let's just go to him at every opportunity at the start, if, yeah. he, if he's going and rolling, and he does like 10 points straight away. And he yeah. just so now nah, it's good to sort of see that, and, and um, yeah, and I guess those question marks sort of get eliminated from, from Wags's standpoint. Talk to me about, and this is this was a sore sore point in the right expression. I'm not sure, but this sparked one of the uh, classic Perth Adelaide all in brawls when you jacked <laughs> yeah. a three in the final yeah, seconds yeah, yeah. a few years ago, and all hell broke loose. Playing for percentage, yes. I want to talk about this and the team's kind of mindset. So percentage has become yeah, a thing yeah. in the latter. It used yeah, to be points yeah. differential between the two teams. Yeah. Now it's just flat out for and yeah, against yeah, yeah, yeah. for teams that have similar records. Um, we saw, I saw multiple times last round, including at the end of the Wildcats game against New Zealand, yeah. just dribbling it out yeah, I, um, for the last possession rather than trying to, to look to score. Yeah, when yeah. you consider how tight the records can be at the end of the season, how tight the percentages mm. can be, is this something that you guys take last season, for example, when you were playing? Is this something that gets talked about? Yeah. Are you playing till the absolute last? Because I think more... You certainly have to explain the concept to the the imports well, yeah, 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 across the sure, league because sure. you don't want to see you know being disrespected because yeah, 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 there's a sure. different culture in the NBA where you try and rub someone's nose in it. But is this something that gets talked about now that percentage is such a big thing? I'm really surprised that teams aren't going right to the end. I was surprised that um, Bryson shoot that last shot and it was from the direction you would have seen. He turned to Trev and Trev was like, "Nah, just go ahead." Yeah, and yeah, yeah. In the past, Trev's spoken about that, like in games, was like, "If we're up 10, 12, like go ahead," and he was like, "That's fine." Um, and he just said, "Always just look, look over um, yep. to get that." Um, and then there's sometimes like there's obviously what the relationship between the two teams are. You know, like is there? Yeah, if you're absolutely smashing him and you're just like. Yeah, let's just lay into him, sort of thing. Like there's yeah. some bad blood. Like yeah, you're just going to do that. But yeah, I, I definitely was surprised. Like for sure. And it was only like ten or twelve, so it wasn't like yeah. I mean, the game was done. But I was like, it's a. You, it's not you a would, rubbing. Yeah, your nose well, in that's the thing. Play, like, yeah. when, and that's the thing when you're up like twenty five, thirty. Yeah, you just leave it because. Um, well, one like generally it's a development player and all that sort of stuff. So. It's why I always I get nervous in those like twenty five thirty because you just don't know what like can be depicted. Like mm. usually you draw up a play for a young guy, and so then like as a guy on another team, when like you know they're running a play for a development player, getting his first look or getting a look, um, and so generally like it happened uh, a few years ago, Lucky Cummings going at the end and scoring and Teasy and then Brendan Teasy yeah, went through like yeah, um, yeah took. Yeah, wasn't happy with it. So mm-hmm. I always um, go. But yeah, it was definitely surprising. Um, I mean, it, 
I'm not sure if anyone saw that Kentucky and that other guy. Yes. That, guy that clip like, was doing the rounds on Twitter where they're down which, like 60 or something. Which, like, dribbling I, the I game was so amusing because, like, from the angle, I was like, fair enough, like, warrant it. But then you got a tech. So then you actually, like, did it, like, didn't help your team out. So, like, if you dunked it and just were like, yeah, I'm playing out and just acted normal, I'd be like, I respect that. Like, you were playing out to the final whistle, but then you acted like an absolute bell end. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. So, yeah, it is interesting. And, and that's the thing. You look at it, right? Like, there's been a few times, that, and I remember Trev actually sitting down last year um, talking about percentages because, like, the whole situation. And he was like, look, the rules have changed. Uh, before yeah head to head points and four and I remember like Jacob Chance uh, did like just did, did the previous year's um, standings yep. and like redid it and was like based on percentages and then was like and I think there was a shift I think like I think maybe first but then and that was the year I'm not sure if we lost or I don't know no we didn't go back to back last year but there was a year and we switched and um yeah, we were. We would have been. We finished. We would have finished second, or we finished third, or we would have mm. flipped over, and and then I think fifth would have come into the finals. Yeah, like, you're talking about small margins. Yeah, here. and so then he was like, "That's the reason why we do it. It's not yep. yeah trying to do that." So um, yeah, it's always interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I just would have thought that as I say, especially for the the overseas guys who come in, sure. each team sitting them down at the start of the season, saying, "Hey, we're playing sure. right until the end for this reason," and also. If we're getting done and other teams are playing till the end, and it's not a disrespect thing. This is why they're doing seeing, it, so don't go and clock them. Yeah, and you're seeing that as a rotation thing too. Like, yeah, you'll yeah. see like even Trev, and it, and unfortunately it is like the case because I remember like as a development player... Yeah, I was going to say it's bad first, news for the defense. Well, yeah, because yeah. I remember my very first year, like that was the thing. You were, All you were hoping for was a blowout. Yeah, and actually sometimes get yourself three or four and, minutes. And blow a win or loss, you just wanted to get on. And so like... Um, yeah, I remember like, you know, my first year, like New Zealand, like we're up 40 and uh, like I got in with like eight minutes left and I was like, this is the best. Yeah. Like, you know, you're already in and yeah. um, whereas like now, um, yeah, if you're up, like why not? Like put it on them and, you know, and sometimes the, the other teams are on a back-to-back double, like they're on a double header. Mm. Um, so they're already like, all right, we're done. You know, we've got to rest up guys because we were playing two days. So they take out your starters and it's like free reign. It's like, well, we can actually really capitalize on this and turn yep. a 20 into a 35-point game. And yeah, as you said, it could be a difference of one or two between yeah, playoffs. Well. Absolutely. Did you score? Against New Zealand when you're up 40? Yeah, of course. Did mate. you? When you're a development player, you let it fly. But <laughs> for my first season, I was three from three from the three point line. And um, and so I think everyone thought, oh, this guy's just, that's all he does did, is shoot. Did, and, uh, answer me this. After that, did you hesitate a little bit? Because oh, I feel like Ben Simmons might sit on one mate, from one oh, for mate, a little I, while just to keep that 100% going. I hesitated going. so much. And I was like, <laughs> and I remembered like this is before like, like the NBA at, the, at, um, website was. Uh, it wasn't good. It was like based on like IMG statistics. So okay. I had like me on top of the. So percentage. it hadn't factored in the sort of minimum, minimum requirements. So I was on okay. top. Excellent. And, and but I was a silhouette. <laughs> the great, shadow <laughs> didn't have no the silhouette. Photo. That's the greatest three point shooter in NBA history. Yeah. Never and, missed a three. And so it was like really good. And I remember thinking after my first season, like oh, like yeah, I don't know if I send this out to potential European um, teams, they won't know what I look like. <laughs> but at least I'll be sitting on top of the ladder. <laughs> 
percentage. That's great. Um, mate, I want to get into something we tried to do last yeah. week where we sort of ran out of time. Our tiers of NBL teams. So yep, we've had yep. a, a good sort of sample size of games now where most teams are sort of 10, 11 games into their season. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as the different tiers go, who's sitting in that top bracket and then further down? Do you want to go with yours and then I'll give you my thoughts? Yeah. Um, well, I'm looking at this one here. I'm hoping this is... No, these, these are my ones, right? They're your notes, yeah. Fantastic. Yep, that's I'm great. Like, are we going to double up? But yeah, <laughs> no, no, look, I think no, from, a, from a first year, I think uh, there's a separation. Sydney are, are definitely one. I just think, obviously, based on their record, mm-hmm. um, find a way to get uh, wins, just as quality teams do, which which I've said um, on, online. So I think, yeah, looking at what they're nine and one right now, and um, yeah, still bringing in Kevin Leish, and yeah, I think yeah, they're, they're looking really good, and mm-hmm. even didn't have Didi Lazada at the start of the year for some. Game. So I think yeah, that's a, that's like a little bit of a gap, and then yep. you're looking at Melbourne and Perth. I just think yeah, Melbourne obviously. Uh, I think Perth are obviously a little bit higher just because they're they're winning games, and uh, I still even Melbourne like the yeah. It, yeah, there's, this, there's they're the, they're they're the two consistent teams, and so you know like Melbourne, like five game winning streak and all that sort of stuff. It helps that they're they're at home and been playing Southeast Melbourne, so they really get double ro- home games that's at true. the moment yeah. at the um, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, uh, I think that's there. And then you're looking at a tier three, and um, yeah, I look at Southeast Melbourne, mm-hmm. Brisbane, um, mm-hmm. and then looking at yeah, maybe Adelaide. And why I say Adelaide, like I, I respect the heck out of Joey in the way he gets those guys to play. Um, and it was like no surprise. If I was a betting man, I knew they were going to beat South East Melbourne. Yeah. Like I literally, yeah. um, I just knew. Like I, like I was like, they... They were, they were, for those betting involved, yeah. they were paying about $3 Mate, to win that game as and, well. And this is the thing. I, I, like I think South East, you're starting to see that, right? Like even they started really hot, but then, yep. yeah, you, you're going to start... Um, yeah, like people are going to start ident- identifying players and not used to and ro- you know, ro- rotations and philosophies and all that sort of stuff. And Adelaide, like obviously, you know, they've got quality players like in terms of your studs. Like Jerome gets well, like in that system, he's a superstar. DJ just gets it done, you know. And then when you get, which you have the capabilities of guys like Anthony Drimmick to step up and mm. yeah, he had uh, a great Griffin was that. really good, yep. you know, like as well. And that's. Joey will get those guys like going, and so that's the thing. Like I think those that that win, like when I said that when we went two and zero, I said that's going to determine where the Wildcats are were at. That's a huge win. Like I think you can't uh, just because of where they're sitting in the standings. I don't think you go because to win in Adelaide and the way I reckon Adelaide storm home at all times. Like and we've seen it prior. They might make a change, and who knows what's going on with Ramon Moore? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Watch that space. Yeah. So I look at that, and, and I look. I think. I think Brisbane will make a change. Uh, ultimately, even I, I read Lamanis' thing. I just think that roster and Patterson's a, a jet. But I just think like you're looking Born at that, I think, yeah, they'll get it done. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, that and then the last tier is uh, or tier four is, is Illawarra, New Zealand, and Cairns. And so yeah, they might get the odd win. And obviously, there's a little bit of excitement around Illawarra. But up until only a couple of weeks ago, I thought they're an absolute like rabble and. Uh, irrespective of what Matt Walsh can say about New Zealand at the moment, um, it's dysfunctional. Um, mm. You know, even listening to inter- interviews, and I respect that he he goes out and, and being public. Uh, any attention 
that's not needed still is dysfunctional for the group. You don't want to be going in, getting questions asked, don't want to be hearing all about that. You want to just be focusing on the game, and that, unfortunately, that's not the case. We're talking more about what's happening off the court um, and roster changes than the performance of the club. And um, obviously, when you've had sustained success for so long, for sure, um, you're always going to get that. But I think, yeah, right now, you're just looking at it and you're just going like, wow, what's what's happened, you know? And um, and I think that I think their roster is like really weak. And and we're going to talk about it later. I think with the next stars, and I think yep. that it's it's a very interesting topic of debate that I've been. Uh, I'm excited to talk about actually, and I think it, it impacts New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll jump back into the breakers in a sec. My tiers, I've got five as opposed to your four, so I've gone a little bit more Obviously technical. Good. Um, I've got Sydney with Melbourne on the top tier. Okay. So Melbourne rolling, Prather's only just come back. Yep. I think they've got another level to go to kind this. of thing. Is he staying the whole season? Casey? Yeah. Is he not? Do you know something we don't know? <laughs> That's not my crystal. But I just like. The injuries is is the concern for me. Like I absolutely love the guy, so to see him, but then like the 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 knee and the back. Now, like I was, I was just a back spasm. But he has one more injury. How long, How patient can Melbourne be? Mm. Like they're good enough to go there, but they know that they're either going to be playing. And we can all say right now, you're either going to play Sydney or Perth in a grand or, final, or both. In that's what I'm saying. Correct, series, right? Yeah, you're yeah. going to be playing those two teams. Yeah. And you're playing Perth, who are a tried and tested like club, like mm-hmm. in terms of, and they know playoffs is a completely separate game. Like it, it changes another level. And Sydney, just the way they are, they're playing and new coaching staff and yep. all that. So Melbourne can't go like these wins are fantastic, but it's a different game come finals. And if Casey isn't uh, reliable, like if that ha- happens, you know, and then you go, Whoa. I just. I don't know. Every single time I, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I saw that game again. I was, I was excited when he he missed that first. Like he came back against Cairns, and then I thought, sweet, he comes back and he misses. And I just go, how long can they be patient? Like pledges out, you know, for mm-hmm. now six to eight weeks, and mm-hmm. um, how long do they go? You yeah, know, what okay. we need to have. Yeah, it's interesting. That, that scares me because you've got yeah. a really good record with when you say an import might be on the move. It's, it's, on, it's, it's getting close. You've got yeah. a very good record with that. Um, I've got Perth on the second tier, just yep. behind those other two teams. I just don't know if they're quite at the level that they were at last year. Um, Adelaide and Brisbane on the third tier. I've got yep. the Phoenix. I yeah. had the Phoenix with New Zealand on the fourth. I think I'm bumping New Zealand down to the fifth now that they're <laughs> rabble. I just think the Phoenix, we sort of touched on it before, I think they're not quite going to hit a wall, but I think they're going to find things pretty tough when they hit the yeah. road. They've left Victoria once in yes. their first, I think it's nine or ten games. Yeah. Um, obviously, new squad. You know what you're getting from Creek, but other than that, there's yeah. a little bit of inconsistency yeah, there. And, that is, so. and, and I'll say this in, in, a, in, a, in a polite way if I can. You're not winning a championship with Dane Pinnow as your five. Yeah. I, I love the guy, mate. Yeah. He's been yep. unbelievable this season, and I really respect what he's done, and just really grasp his opportunity with both hands. But you're not winning a championship with him, yeah. and, you know, like against, and that's admired. But and that's the thing they've got to like until they bring back Wesley. Wesley's going to help piece, a lot, but you know, like and. and uh, I had this. Is it Robertson or Robertson? I think like it's they, Robertson. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, because yeah. they were they were like correcting people when they were saying. Okay. But and then I think that shooting guard spot. Um, like I don't think they're getting what they want. And me and Ben Madgen are, are college roommates. But like I think, yeah, that uh, Ben and, and Kendall isn't like mm. um, you know that's not scaring people when mm. you look at across and you go like oh well you've got 
Bryce Connor and Tariko White as your wing players, you're like, that's studs, you know? Like, yeah. Um, and I think that's... They just got two, yeah, a couple of... Like, I think their depth's really good, but I think, yeah, yeah that Dame Pen- like, And that's and that's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah. Again, I'll put this... I, I don't think Benson's going to be hanging around. Oh, I think yeah. what helped him was he probably spared, 10 in 10. He probably spared himself a reprieve uh, with that game yeah, on Saturday, yeah, and, I think I mean, it was. I hate talking yeah. about guys and jobs, but if, if that's what, you know... They're bringing you in. Unfortunately, that's the one spot, and that's what they're going to look to upgrade. Yeah, yeah. I think they needed to be better than I think they're six and four at the moment. Yeah, I think with Brisbane, that's the thing. They've played six games on the road. I think so. I think they're what four and five. Yeah, I've still got them probably getting into fourth spot. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you you take it and. who who said? I think even Joey he said it in the press when they asked him where he's at, and he said, "Well, look, he's." I've been, they said they're fifty percent on the road, and he said, "Like when you look on the averages around the league, mm. that's adequate, that's satisfactory." And, and I agree. Like Brisbane's roster, I mean, schedule hasn't been kind. Yeah, you know, um, you have to take that into account. It's gonna be interesting, to and see. that's why Perth's so well placed at the moment as well. They've got those four. I think they've got four road wins at the moment. Exactly. Road wins worth their weight in gold. If you can grab six or seven of those, yeah, you but, set yourself right up. Well, they right got up. that last stretch at home, five games. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see where. How it goes, the, the strength of schedule now being nine teams. And, you know, like, Wildcats, I think, only play Cairns three times. Yeah, Wildcats got double-ups against uh, in terms of four rather yeah. than three against Sydney, Melbourne, and I think it was either Brisbane or Adelaide. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah it would be Adelaide, I reckon, as well. Yeah, so, yeah. like... Not kind. Yeah, no. We'll see if that rectifies itself next year. Ironically, play southeast four times. Yeah, (laughs) and they've they've played them three times already. (laughs) Some teams they haven't played each other yet. Melbourne's played southeast Melbourne three times. Um, A quick one on the New Zealand mess. We sort of touched on it before. So Glenn Rice Jr. Yeah. A sort of a bizarre story on Sunday. We got to the game earlier. It was my first game yeah. that I've covered yeah. um, or been down there for this season. And Rice was not in the shoot around, but he was still playing. But then he wasn't playing. And then he was on the bench eating asking chips. for the Wi-Fi <laughs> password, yeah. media Wi-Fi password and eating oh, chips. did he ask you? Uh, he asked all of us. Yeah. And Craig O'Donoghue gave it to him, which is very kind of him. Oh, good on um, So Football award winner? Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes. The West Australian's finest. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we don't really know what's going on there and then we hear on the plane back that Tom Vodanovic oh, has been man. drinking too much potentially and um, yeah, has been yeah. pulled up so that's all on top of the culture that Alex Pledger tweeted about earlier this week really? saying it was a dynasty oh, dot 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 yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he's 100% right it was Mate, oh, good on him. and so they had they were absolutely right there and then you think about some of the guys that they've lost so obviously um Lamanus from a coaching staff point yeah, of view, yeah. Lamanus went, Vickerman went, yeah. Richard Clark, who was a GM, yeah, went, Hanaro's yeah. uh, not yeah, there anymore, yeah. Braswell has been turfed out. Yeah. And then from Boucher a playing point there. of view, yeah. Boucher as well, yeah. from a playing point of view, the number of ex New Zealanders yeah. who are still in the league right now, yes. so Vicona, Tarangi, yeah. um, Pledger, Illy, yeah. there's heaps more. Uh, oh. I counted seven the other day, and this is going to really annoy me that I've forgotten a couple of them now. Um, well, Wesley came back, but then Wesley left, was there. Yeah, Sean Long yeah. was there last yeah. year. Like they haven't been able to hold yeah. on to these guys, yeah, and sure. all of a sudden, it's basically just from yeah, the old been... regime: Abercrombie and Webster, and a bit of Finn Delaney, who's been there for three Webster or four years. Webster was like trying to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was on the way out, and so just, all of a sudden, yeah. you've got guys who are just flat-out rookies, like RJ Hanson, yeah. who's a talent, but he's yeah. a rookie. Vadanovic, yeah. um, yeah. you yeah. bring in a shady background import like rice yeah how does the culture change so quickly like that oh i mean it's obviously the ownership group right and i mean the blackwells and and that and you know matt walsh has said 
they're not they're they're different. Um, no. Is it is it disrespectful to the league to come in and think? we can just completely change this thing up, do it our way yeah. and sort of turf guys out I just and think, think you're going to succeed? For me, it's funny, right? And I look at it and when you talk about like being boring, I think what's been... It's amazing when you look at, say, for example, like, well, 10 years now that I've been playing and you look at organisations that have been... like It would be, it'd be interesting to see... And someone that's got plenty of time on their hands, maybe Nick Tan could do this for me. But Nick Tan would definitely yeah, do this. But like, Whatever at, you're about to ask, Nick Tan will definitely do it. For the last 10 years, what's been the cumulative record of all those teams? And then see, what is the roster shift? The stability factor. Correct. How many roster... What is the turnover? Like, of all, of all that, I'd love to know transactions yeah. of players. And, and including go, front office yeah, coaching staff, so sure. assistant coaches as for well. Sure. That for all sure. factors in, And right? to see all that and go... Yeah, because I would say, like in, in the Wildcats, like we would be the lowest, I think, player turnover. And then even seeing the years where you haven't done well is like, what was it? Like, okay, was it injuries for sure? But was there a significant amount of player turnover? Because um, I look at it like when Melbourne won the championship, that was a thing. It was like they obviously recruited well, but they started going, we're just going to buy in like to the team that we had, you know, like... Well, I'm pretty sure the year before, like they had Casper and they had Boone, you know, and they brought him back, mm. you know, and there was that. It was the continuation of what they were building. And that's what New Zealand had. Like when they had that, yeah, they changed it over. And don't get me wrong, they had some unbelievable players Kirk Penny, Braswell in his prime, CJ, CJ McCona. Yep. Like, you know, they had guys that play the role and then Pledger and all these guys that were just, yeah, like beasts. But yeah, the, the last two years, they've just completely made that shift but then even like transactions that like I just go like yeah weird like I mean don't get me wrong like ding ding you know like that they brought him but hasn't played a game like a minute like not even stepped mm. on the court and I'm mm. like okay so you do that well then like just promote your development players then you know like what what does that say to that that player development pathway you know like mm. so yeah look it's I think he. I think one, and it happens all the time. But I think there was uh, disrespect, but I think uh, an expectation that, like, it's a, a job easier than you know that what was expected, you know. And um, you know, from an ownership group, yeah, look, fantastic. They're getting attendance records, and they did the RJ Hampton thing. But you measured on success, and right now they're not successful. Um, and yeah, and it's weird. And even just, I think that. You know, the way the whole Braswell situation plays out, like, just sack a guy, you know? Like, if you sack the coach, like, don't reappoint a, a head of coaching or yeah. whatever. You can't even say he's the head coach. Like, yeah. that is so bizarre. Like, yeah. when they announce it, it's like head of, yeah, player. Director of uh, <laughs> basketball Mate, strategy we're, we're not dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, yeah, so it, it's definitely, a, it's a shame. And um, especially because they, they were, won four championships. Yep. Like, um, yeah, you're right. They were a dynasty. They were an absolute powerhouse. You, you go train their facilities and they they live and breathe at that time. I remember that maybe six or seven years ago, we went to Melbourne and it would have, oh, maybe closer, Adam Ford would be able to help me out. And I remember we we replicated what, we, we wanted to replicate their training center to exactly what we were because we obviously had our ethos, our values, all that sort of stuff, but they had it just everywhere. Like, you'd go in this training center and they would just have, you know, like their their values, like, right there mm -hmm. and just hitting bang in your face. Like, you couldn't leave it. And it's the same. Like, we were like, yeah, we're a proud club. But like, when we go up to the, like, the Perth Walker change rooms or the locker room upstairs, we want people to walk in there and go, like, 
this is the Perth Wildcats. It's like yep. when you go to college, the collegiate teams, it's like, bam, it's their branding. And so, like, and that's New Zealand. They have, they've got the luxury of having their own facility like that. But, mm. yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame to see that. And, like, I I knew, like, even for, I was like, before I got there, I was like, there's no chance, like, they're going to win. Like, even just going and seeing Glenn Rice... Like that, and mate, I'm all about the world I live in. I want to give people second chances, and I was hoping he would. But like, how does that even happen? Mm. Like, you know, two days out, you're drinking, like going out. That doesn't make sense. And even the Tom thing, like, hey, I'm all for. Look, when I played, I had a red wine, like at home, away from people. Why would you even put yourself? It's yeah, it's fine. You're a grown man, but why would you want? You just lost. Why would you want someone to play and thinking? Mm. You know, like. Yeah, it's just it's silliness. Yeah. Well, um, one of those former breakers that we talked about, Andre Lomana, has been in the news the past 24-odd hours. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski does not <laughs> yeah. get stories wrong. Breaking the story spot. that Brett Brown will coach the Boomers at the Olympics next year. What was your take on this? And do you think Lomanis' legacy is different if one of those two tournaments, yeah. the 16 games or what happened uh, a few months ago... If Australia picks up a medal there with a couple of uh, different flips of the coin, yeah. does Lamanus's legacy change? Yeah, I, I look at it. Everything is all worried about... Well, everyone just counts the World Cup and Olympic um, thing results, I think. Yep. Commonwealth Games, no one really as much as good on those guys winning Like from a public standpoint. That was an expectation you're going to win. Yeah. And from an Asia Cup, you know, if, if you didn't win, it'd be like, what's going on? So, yeah, look, I think for me, and I think... What's been that sustained success? One, having that core group of guys of Paddy, Bogues, Baines, yep. Joey, it's the golden Delhi, generation, yep. yeah, um, of just playing like that system that he had implemented and playing, yeah, they had they had just that relationship that was built. And I think, I think Lamarnus is, and, and unfortunately, yeah, there's those critics. He's not doing well at Brisbane and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I look at it and now I'm like, yeah. I actually think he did a really bloody good job. They beat America for the first time ever, mm-hmm. like in an exhibition match. Um, obviously not a full strength, but still, like they got it done. Um, never done before, really, right? Or 56 games. And then, like, those medal, like, you look at it and go, <coughs> exactly, they don't get called that foul. They win a bronze, you know, against Spain. And mm-hmm. then... Mills hit free throw. You know, yep. and, and then you look at it and you wouldn't even question it. Now, do you look at it and go... Um, Ben Simmons, then it like wouldn't that's that's it, right? It's, see, see, this is what thing. I was going to ask you. How much of this, when you have, when you reach that kind of level, how much of the coaching role is man management yeah, and, and management and of egos and, I, uh, and making everyone blend rather than strictly yeah, and X's they, and O's. They played. Per, like, I love the way they played. Just like um, they knew their roles. Like, and this is this is going to be the interesting thing. Like. The international game is so different to the NBA, mm. right? Like, you look at it, Giannis is the most, one of the most dominating players in the NBA, but at the World Cup was a nobody. Well, not mm-hmm. nobody, but, you know, wasn't... Didn't quite do what we thought he'd do at the World Cup. Right? Yeah, 100%. Like, and um, it's such a different game. And so, like, I look at it and go, okay... Um, Ben Simmons comes into the fold, which, like, he wasn't going to come in, I guess, with the Lamana situation. And then... Jonah Bolden certainly wasn't coming in. Yeah, which, is still like, there. and that's... But uh, this is the thing, like, that whole brotherhood and value system. There's a, an Australian player that years and years ago, um, I guess, disrespected the Australian 
culture or the value systems that they had implemented and has been on the exodus since and has not been into the fold, right? Who was a very talented player. Still playing now? Still playing now, okay. Not as good as he was before, but yeah. So, and that's because of a disrespect for that and that's what those players uphold. And that, and that was player-driven, like, no, nah, not letting, you know, screw him, like, we don't need him. It's going to be interesting because obviously for medal chances, you want your best players playing. And so you're going to be going, yep, okay, like let's bring in um, Jonah. And like, yeah, he is, he's quality, right? And, but yeah, I just, I'm wondering, like, do they welcome him back and all that sort of stuff that's been built before, which I know like Luke Longley's huge about, you know, Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Like, and then, yeah, the dynamic, like, are they going to be as, as successful as giving the ball to Ben Simmons and saying, hey, just get the job done or run everything through Joe Ingalls and Ben and, and Paddy Mills because we know Ben Simmons isn't shooting threes yeah. and that's been the weakness of yeah, the so Australian that's the, lineup. That's the right? extra dynamic is so, that yeah, Simmons course, is such a, a, stray, a unique player. For sure and yeah you, you, you run him off pick and rolls and all yeah. that but it's not like those pick and rolls you're you know hard showing or you know what I mean like yeah he's, he's going to be good but then I just I just look at it and go yeah there's there's guys around yeah in the in the game like I, I thought uh, as much as yeah you can argue uh, Lamarcus's system and all that it, I, th- I thought it was perfect for those players um, you know look at look how Baines has flourished you know and like he's now become like I think from the international game it's like translated into his son's like sort of season where he's able to shoot threes and all that because that's just the way the the season's gone so you know it's interesting and look like from a selection standpoint it didn't like that roster and you look at it and you change it again in the makeup yeah in the end um, Sobey didn't play and Glidden didn't play but they want they need they wanted guys that were uh, spots like specific roles you know they brought in Glenn to be a shooter now we look at who else was available you know like if Ryan Brokoff was available Cam Glenn is not in the fold because Ryan Brokoff is an elite shooter yep. you know we don't know what happened in the camp like did Dengadel like just crap down his leg like did he just not perform you know we, we are not there and mm. just because uh, they're in that space like they didn't have that all that time like whoever performed that's the beauty of a camp we're putting a run throwing all these things at you and you just need to play to the best of your ability in a short amount of time that's what tournaments are it's not a season we know we don't need the best players and at the end of the 28 regular season it's a month like it's mm. it's more you know so yeah. I, like I had no disputes like when those guys like I look and go oh like who else yeah like was Mitch Creek yeah but the role he played like yeah he wasn't a shooter like yeah did he do well yeah, of course he did well. Like, good. Like, I'm glad he did yeah. that. But, that, but that, that that's the old the argument. It's not your best 12 players. It's the guys who Correct. each fit the role Correct. of squad of 12 yeah. players. Yeah. You're not going to pick 12 yeah. and, and shooting guards. At, yeah, and the only team that's ever been able to do that is is the NBA. <coughs> Pardon me. And it's because they just have, they're frequently talented <laughs> yeah. and athletic. When you've got someone like KD who can play all five positions. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Yes. Um, fan question time. We'll get into yep. a couple that we didn't have time for last week. So this one yep. from Ernest Chua. Yep. Video replays are being used in other sports with varying degrees of acceptance slash success. And he cited, obviously, DRS in yep. cricket, VR in soccer. Um, Hawkeye in tennis, including a challenge now in the NBA. Yeah. What's the mood and any push for more or less use in the NBL? I'll raise two points about this before I get to you, Greg. One, 
I like the use of replay in the yep. NBL. I'd like them to keep it to two or three replays yep. tops. If yep. you can't tell yes. if you need to change it after two or three replays, yeah. there's no point watching four, five, six, yeah. seven. I agree. And the second thing is, for goodness sake, it's a very small thing, but please, rather than the refs run all the way around the back of the score bench, just get a monitor that can turn around. Yes. And if the ref's coming over and says, hey, I need to look at that, just turn it around so the ref can stay on the court yep. rather than having to run all the way around the benches sure all the way around back it's a little thing but gee it bugs the hell out of me oh, mate, I, I and if you do so those two things you reduce a replay time to maybe 25-30 seconds as opposed to the 90 seconds that it takes at the moment well I know some of the NBL media listen to the show so there's a piece of advice let's make just that happen guys just, a, just one screen that can swivel even if you just lift it up yeah, and turn it around exactly let's right. do that instead of having the uh, look I think it, I, like I like it I mean because it can be the, uh, the difference of a game you know mm-hmm. um, look if there's a replay and it, the game's out of question like you know it's 15 points and sometimes they go and it's like deflection like really just like it's got no yeah, uh, like yeah. outcome to the game yeah. but I agree I wouldn't mind the challenge like I think it adds a different element would be different um and I think, yeah, I think it would just be something that you can do at the end of, say, the last two minutes. Like, I, you know, I don't think it's like the tennis where you get three challenges yeah. and then Hawkeye and everyone's clapping and then and then it, you get it and you get it back where you lose yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. I think it should just be like, bang, hey, you've got this um, two minutes. Um, but it's interesting because I think in, even in the NBA now, I think you can dispute like foul calls and all that sort of stuff, right? Like yeah, there's a yeah, few things like, you can challenge, yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, I think there's obviously there's still a lot of I think the level of standard of refereeing still has to like just get done. You don't want to be, like let's just I think yeah limiting that I, I'm all for it, but I wouldn't mind seeing a replay sort of thing being done, um, and even in, in a way to to say it like go if it's a minute and a half, um, you know for the sake because someone could do a challenge and they go okay like I, I call a challenge and it's per. Uh, a timeout in essence because they have to do mm-hmm. it I'd say it's you, you charge a timeout if you're wrong you know yep. and if you've got two yeah, or that's if you've good. got one then you lose it yeah. and that's that was your timeout and then you don't get another chance um, if you do it you get the ball back and that's it um, you know just because of that and if you've got no timeouts you get a technical foul you know mm-hmm. if you're that adamant like does it this sucks but I think you want the game to speed up and, and all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah the other th- potential thing I like about the challenge is and we've seen this in some other sports in terms of over appealing and cricket yes. and stuff you i think you'd see coaches less working the refs and less right. complaining and stuff because it's like well if you're that passionate about it challenge the call correct you don't want to challenge Love the call yeah, okay yeah. well you can't be too confident <laughs> yeah. that was a horrible call then yeah. that's something i'd like to see uh, awesome. um last question is from Faye about the next stars yeah. program do you think the wildcats will ever make use of the program how do you feel about the change to allow draft and stash NBA players like Didi Lozada at Sydney yep. to be next stars? What are your thoughts on this, Gregor? Yeah, oh, I don't know, mate. Look, I think it work. It wouldn't work at the at Wildcats. Like where what you you get in next stars. Where? So so say James Wiseman is available for the Wildcats. Yeah, we've seen the update yeah. today is that he's going to be back yeah, in the NCAA. No, you don't think a Charlie. you don't think a next stars would ever or you don't see that on the horizon think, at Perth. I think. Uh, is that because there's a threat that they'd leave before the season's out? No, nah, not even that. I just think you you look at the, like you look at teams' rosters, right? So like it's no, it's like the the club has Tariko White, Bryce Cotton, RA guys. Like they mm-hmm. they score a lot of points. The ball goes through their hands a lot. Nick Kay's your third guy, and then everyone else you know pops in, and if Dario can have a good game, so be it. 
You bring in an ex Kai's guy. This is this is the issue. I, and I'll be I'll be hand in heart. I was I'm pleasantly surprised at the way Lonzo. Yeah, Lonzo, no. Lamelo. Lamelo, sorry. Lamelo Ball is doing as well as he's doing. Because yeah. I, I, when I, I was away with Timmy Conrad when he signed at the World Cup, and I was like, geez, this is going to be a debacle. And I think obviously his dad's removed from the situation, so it makes it that, that much easier. But yeah, he's been an absolute gun, an absolute gun. But yeah, he'll, he'll go top three just the way he's playing. But the way he plays as well, and they've got a couple of games, is he helping his team get. Get wins or losses. Like, yeah, he's good. There's, but there's been some games I'm like, he didn't help him at all. That mm-hmm. he's actually, he was actually detriment. Like, he he affected it, right? Um, and that whole roster and all that sort of stuff. And so you go like, and they get to a certain point where even him, he's like, I'm not winning an NBL championship. I got to just get continue getting better and doing all that sort of stuff. He's one case. Then I look at RJ Hampton and I look at it and go, he isn't good enough to be a starting point guard of an NBL team. Like, he isn't. And so they're giving him ridiculous amounts of responsibility. Obviously, getting back Scotty Hobson would be huge. But there is a team that's giving him, yeah, get us done and poor results. And so you look at that, right? And mm-hmm. so there's that's just two. And so... Um, but they're they're your high, like they're top five picks initially at the start of the year. And I look at it and go, yeah, at a point... Um, like if Scotty Hobson, I mean, so yeah, RJ Hampton goes to Melbourne, Sydney, or Wildcats, they're not winning a championship. No way. Like if he's leading the charge, because um, when you're next stars, there is obligations that you have to play him a certain amount. Mm. So you have to play him 25 minutes, as well as a salary. Um, and all that sort of stuff. That's the procedure. And so that's the thing. Like when people put up their hand and say, oh, I want to be involved, well, you have to give him, he'll either come off the bench or he starts or and he, and he has to have an influential role. It's not like, oh, hey, we can, you know, like you'll have your moment. So like that's my thing is like if, if you've got a guy like a club like the Sydney and those tiers, and you've got a guy that you're expected to perform. I just mm. don't think it's it's a good. It, it doesn't work for the Wildcats now, because that hurts the other players. Some potentially hurts the other players on the roster as well, right? If you say, "Hey, this guy stank it up last game, and he's still getting thirty minutes well, tonight," yeah, exactly right. Whereas yeah. my mate who's doing really well, or I'm shooting the heck out of the ball, and I'm only getting half a look. Well, you at look at it. It's even funny enough, like you see, like. But I've seen some games where they'll play, and then like he'll just take. RJ out of the game in a way because it's like oh like yeah but like has he reached out you know what I mean it's like and I'm sure it's not oh he's ticked like good we can get him off but yeah I just think yeah you, you yeah you, you bring him in the, the worst thing is is right is like for them in the model you really like um, held ransom in a way because if they don't play well why would the next next stars want to come to your program? Mm. You know, like you don't you you want to do it, and so like there's that double edged sword. Like yeah, you want this; it's going to help out the product, but they need to flourish. Like they need to be good, and then their draft stock needs to improve. Yeah. right? Like, but it's it helped could out hurt the team at the Lamello same time because he started at 18, and now he's top three, top five. But RJ's gone the other way, you mm. know, and so yeah, I just and that's why I don't, I don't think the Walkers because you you get a caliber guy. Yeah, you might get say I don't, I don't look. I don't, uh, 
I also I haven't seen much of Terry Armstrong. Um, he's gone to South East Melbourne. Has, has he been on the floor? He yet? went on one and he didn't look like he like I was okay. like yeah he like yeah he's not better than a development player and all that. And what are they spending on that resource wise? Mm. Is, is it helping out from a social media? Like no, not at the moment. Yeah, mm. maybe got initial buzz. And so it's the quality of guy you you, you got to get. And um, and so that's the compromise. Now at the end of the day, and they can all say it. Next Stars works for Illawarra. Like, it'd work for Cairns and all that. Because at the moment, I, like, I don't think they're championship contending teams as much as they so can say. So you might as well have a bit of publicity and a bit of hype for and sure. a bit of and rivals. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong, oh, Lamello has been, like, a uh, to me, yeah, like, revelation in the way he is. Like, he is in the last two games. Like, that's the thing. Like, they've given him the keys to the city and, and, mm-hmm. and do that. And I was surprised, but... Uh, but on the other side, you look at it and go, yeah, but is that working out in New Zealand? I don't think so. Yeah, very interesting situation to keep an eye on. Talk Mate. about Diddy Lazada, the loophole that Sydney exploited. If there's a loophole there, why would you not exploit it? And in saying that, like... I mean, yeah. Like, it's... He's a quality guy. When I spoke to Adam Ford about it, because I was like, geez, you got a good one there. Yeah. He was like, he's basically James Ennis, you know, in a yeah. way. He's a pretty bloody good player. Um, who's, who's not counting against your calf and he's yeah, not an that, import. That whole next stars thing, and who knows, it, it changes all that. Like, but in saying that, it's not like what would have happened, and Sydney is smart, as they would have looked at the rule books and said, oh, there is a thing where you can be a drafted player. They would have agreed with Diddy Lazada already. Like, he would have been agreed more than likely for an import spot. Like, they would have got him. And then they've gone through and looked at everything and said, oh, he's actually, like... Eligible to not be an import. Yeah, yeah, like, why not do it? And it's not like like someone uh, signs up on, on a Google form and says, I want to be a next star bid on me like no like they yeah and that's they, my biggest contention I hope other clubs have yeah, the chance they, to be able so more to than likely, obviously up. the NBA like that that would have been the dealer's artist situation the other one uh, Lamello and RJ I'm sure I don't know about news but they would have said guys here's what they want uh, the, the NBL pays for them and mm. they said here's what you want uh, you have to play in this amount of yep. time who you wants know, him this, who wants him yep. put up your hand It's and it's it's a weird thing because I think I'm pretty sure it's a two-year contract, and when they get drafted, they get bought out, and the NBL make money from it. That could yeah. be a secret, to, a secret squirrel stuff. But okay, I'm pretty sure it's a it's an interesting thing because I've said that as well. It's like, why didn't uh, at the time Luke Travers, who I think is an absolute gun of a player, and I, uh, from my knowledge. Melbourne were recruiting him as well like, to bring him across um, and I was like why would you just not get him in next stars you know like pay him like get the you know all that sort of stuff and um, they're like well then they become they're no longer the Wildcats kind of, they're not they're not under them they're actually under the NBL so if they do, do it and they have to negotiate a buyout the club actually doesn't get anything the league get a buyout too so right. and they end up being an ambassador as well for the for the league as, as they move on mm. too so yeah yeah, going to be very interesting to see yep. how that all goes uh, considering we're expecting more and more to come into the league for sure. in years to come mate we've got to get you out of here yes. crystal ball prediction as I said 2-0 last week uh, you took the cats as 2-0 You're and welcome. I had Tariko in a double digit first half against Adelaide I think he had 12 in the first half so that was nice predicted the hot start um, I'm going to take Adelaide as, as road dogs again 
Um, underdogs on the road. They're playing Brisbane. I think it's tomorrow night, the Friday night game. Who? Um, the Wildcats or? No, Adelaide. Oh, I was like, no, they're in a can. Nah, yeah, no, okay. no. No, Adelaide, yeah. uh, a little bit up and about. Like yeah, to see Ramon yeah, Moore back potentially. But Taylor Brown's out for Brisbane. Lamanis has had, uh, yeah, he's been suspended. That just came through before we came uh, onto the pod. Altercation with one for New Zealand is that right who did they play last week oh it's an NBL yeah. suspension yeah 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 he's had a one game ban I think I read that right it was literally just as I was walking in here oh, um, Lamanus has had a big week so I'm taking the Sixers to get yeah, another that's... upset road win what do you got Oh, Cats on the road do the Cats get it done without Tariko if Tariko doesn't play in Cairns they've had some troubles with Cairns recently yeah I mean, like, this is that, is that a coin flip game? I, I just caught up with Matt Prittis yesterday, and he's like, "Had it." And I, I was speaking about, you know, when you get asked questions about your team and your teammates, and like, you, obviously, I'm like, part of me thinks the Cats are going to lose, but okay. they're my team, so they okay. like. But why don't you predict that they're going to lose, and then you'd be happy <laughs> either way? Yeah. You're going to do that kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah. Cans have the cans have had I, their nuts measure thing. a couple of times. I'm um, with you, and cans what they lost. To Illawarra, right? Uh, they did up there last yeah, so. Saturday night, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're taking care. This is the this is the most lossful yeah, words I, I've ever know, seen you on the podcast. Know, but then I know Jacob Chance listens to the show, Does he? so he's going to okay. definitely give it to me. Sorry, so. Chancey. Nah. Call it a reverse mark. No, nah, yeah, exactly. Just go right, the reverse yeah. mark. Yeah, okay. There you go. We'll revisit it next <laughs> week. And sorry, Jacob, if you're listening and if you've made it this far into a very also, long podcast. Tariqa, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Greg, get out of here. <laughs> and best of luck with the dinner for Saturday night, mate. Thanks, mate. And uh, to our listeners, stay tuned to the Western Perth now. We'll chat to you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by. By Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.